Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. You can catch a live recording of the show over on YouTube where I stream every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Go subscribe to my channel if you haven't already. It's Angela Ucci, Heaven and Healing Podcast, and be sure to ring the bell to be notified for live stream reminders and more. Whatever platform you're currently listening on, please give the show a five-star rating and written review to help get this into more people's ears. And please consider partnering with the ministry as Heaven and Healing is entirely crowdfunded. There are different options to support the show down in the episode description. Thank you so much for your continued support and prayers. Enjoy the episode and God bless. To continue covering this stream in prayer because in the physical the connection doesn't want to do what it's supposed to do, but we're moving forward in faith tonight, just trusting that the Lord is sovereign over this and just, pro, you know, claiming that authority that he's given us with his Holy Spirit. I don't want to ramble too much. I kind of want to get into it. But that being said, we're going to take it from the top. We do have a backup plan. If the stream goes kaput, myself and Julie have this recording on Zoom. So worse comes to worse. This is just going to be posted later and you're going to miss the live. But like I said, we're moving forward in faith that this is going to work out. Um, little background for those of you that may be new here or it's your first time watching. This podcast is all about giving all glory to Jesus Christ and exposing the kingdom of darkness. I was in the new age. The beautiful sister in Christ I am interviewing tonight was actually in witchcraft. She comes from a bloodline of witches. Um, and so what we're doing now is coming together and we're shining a light on that darkness, giving all glory to Christ, talking about the only saving grace through Christ alone and power of his Holy Spirit. So I found Julie originally, um, because we have some mutual connections, my friend Taylor Scroggins, my friend Isaiah Saldivar, and most recently I just watched her interview on Michael Knowles. So I was on Michael Knowles, for those of you that don't know, just about a year ago, and so her interview comes a year after mine. So that's really special and just kind of a really cool full circle Holy Spirit moment for the both of us to see. And one of my favorite things that happens on social media is when you go to someone's account and it says follow back, which is what happened to me. It, I'm so blessed that Julie was already following me. So that connection just came really easily. I wanted her on the show right away. Um, we are going to just, if you already watched this last night, if you got to see some of the conversations start, then I'm sorry that you're going to have to hear some things repeated. But, you know, we're believing tonight that this conversation is going to be even better than it was originally going to be yesterday. We're praying for for and believing for more revelation, more Holy Spirit providence over this entire um, this entire correspondence. So I'm going to stop talking now. And what I'm going to do is bring on my friend, Julie. Julie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, there you are. <laughs> Praise God. All right, Julie. So could you just, even though we already did it, can you just take it from the top and give us like 10, 15 minutes of your testimony, where you come from with witchcraft and how you came to know the Lord? Yes. Yeah, so um, 
I was born here in Colombia. This is where I am at the moment. Um, but when I was around five or six years, I, uh, my family moved, my mom moved to Spain. So in Spain, I live until my dad died. And then I moved to the UK where I lived for 11 years before coming back again to Colombia one year and a half ago. Um, so from a young age, I feel like I always been quite sensitive uh, to the spiritual realm. Um, so my family, my family were involved in witchcraft, my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mom, myself. So all of us were involved in witchcraft my great-grandmother used to be a medium read tarot cards tobacco cards uh, tobacco, uh, tobacco uh, smoke um, cigarettes and she also was a shaman um, and she used to do some uh, witchcraft with saints for healing and, and, and surgeries and she also used to do some, uh, some abortion abortions so she was involved in a lot in a lot of stuff she was moved from this side what is it is it working Oh, sorry. <laughs> so know. she will move to, <laughs> we just like, Holy just, Spirit, just take paranoia. control. <laughs> I know. Holy Spirit, take control. Keep going. So she will move from, from one thing to another one. Um, and then uh, from a young age, I started to have these strong experiences with the enemy. But something really interesting is that I felt that there was a battle for my life because at the same time my family were involved in witchcraft but my mom's sister my aunt she was taking me to church because she was the first one that became christian in the family so she was taking me to church and she was consecrating me in the, in the by the altar when i was really young so there was always this fight between darkness and light and i could feel literally and see and smell the angels the uh, demons passing by demons touching me demons coming to speak to me so i grew up quite also with a lot of fear because of those experiences that, that i had since i was young and you know to the point that even before I became Christian, I had to cover my legs throughout all of my life because of that experience that I had with that demon when that demon came into my room and the demon touched my legs. So I grew up with so much fear that I would cover my legs until I became Christian that the Lord set me free from that spirit of fear. And uh, so I grew up like that. Then we moved to Spain and it was quite common for my family you know, to do the cleansings, to do the rituals. But I remember specifically when I was 12, my mom had this friend, she would move in white magic. Um, so we went to move from white magic, gray magic, black magic. So we will move in a little bit of all of that, but towards the end, we were now moving uh, more towards black magic. But at that moment, I remember that woman telling me, you know, because she told my mom that she could see a gift inside of me, that I had something inside of me that I have to be trained for. So she started to guide me into, hey, be careful with the things that you are declaring, because I was telling her, hey, something is happening to me. And is that I'm declaring these bad things and they are becoming true. And I'm thinking in something and it's manifesting and I'm concerned that it's negative and having these nightmares, these, these dreams, and they are becoming true. So she started to guide me into be careful with the things that you declare be careful with the things that you watch be careful with the things that you hear because you can manifest that now when i became a christian i had a lot of mentors throughout my 13 14 years of that i have been a christian 
And the, the, the people that I had around me training me, especially prophets, they have telling me, you have to be careful because the anointing of the prophet is in their mouth. So mm-hmm. that took me back to when I was 12. And this woman used to tell me, you have to be careful because what you are declaring is going to become true. But hey, we are witches, why witches? So we have to make sure that everything that we are doing is to help others. So I never thought that witchcraft was bad because what we were doing was manifesting declaring good things using all our strength and our power to you know for the universe to change and to impact so i like that i thought i could do something with this gift that i that i have inside of me but i can use it the way i want to use it when i want to do it and no one is going is going to tell me when or how i have i and have to do it which it was basically the opposite because when you become christian and you're working with the holy spirit you don't do anything basically by yourself everything you are submitted to the holy spirit and the holy spirit is the one that guides you and that tells you go here go there do this do that so that for me kind of shocked me coming now into Christianity and realizing the the similarities and how the enemy copies absolutely Mm -hmm. everything. So then after that, we moved to a different city in in Spain. And then my mom had this new friend and she will move in black magic. So now we enter into dark things. And the first time that she entered in the house, she saw me and she started to scream and say, your daughter has a gift. Your daughter has a, has a gift. We have to do something. We have to train her. We have to consecrate her. So my mom was like, okay, I, this is not the first time that I have here that she has something. So we did a ritual. All of us were dressing white. They put me in the middle of the circle with the other witches, with the main witch, my mom, myself, because my mom had authority over my life because I was um under 18 so legally on earth and spiritually i was underage so my mom was kind of like my cover at that point so we did this ritual this spirit guy came this demon and they gave me to him so then there's something curious about this spirit is one of the three venezuelan powers called the indian wakaipuro so when you are calling upon this demon you know, the demon cannot come to you if he doesn't accept you because he only sees people that are worthy for him to come and to guide them and to protect them. That's what we used to believe. So for my surprise, when this spirit guide accepted me, I was like, okay, I might be super special because he actually wants me and he has accepted me. So from that moment, he became my spirit guide. I thought, you know, he's going to protect me. So they told me he is going to protect you. He's going to guide you he is going to give you information you can call upon his name so i will sit in the middle of the night by my bed close my eyes and invoke him and i will literally feel him passing by my room i will smell him because he had a particular smell i will literally um just he will break things around the house and i will hear that and i will be like okay i know he's here so he never i never felt fear with him because i kind of knew he's my friend we had a coin which was our covenant that's why objects for me i'm so careful with the objects that i'm having in my house even for example objects and other things that other people are giving me that I know that they don't have good intentions, that they might have envy, that they might have jealousy, that, that they might have something against me. I don't accept them. I'm really, um, I'm really careful with those things, even the people that I have around me, because of where I come from, I know that even those things the enemy can use to come inside of your house, even the people that you are bringing to your house. I, I, I learned that you have to protect your house and your surroundings. So, so that happened, and you know, by that point, 
um, this witch was now training me more into crystals. So I had my crystals and I knew these crystals are for healing, for guidance. So I will put them outside by the sun to get the energy. I will do uh, um, moon rituals and cleanse it with moon and, and in, at home and all of those things. And I remember <clears throat> uh, we did a ritual that literally um, changed the trajectory of my family with everyone and i remember when we were doing this ritual something that caught my attention and you know that now that i am a christian it's interesting which is they know that demons exist we knew that evil spirits existed but we will think there's angels of light there's demons you, you know the ancestors so when you are trying to communicate to the with the ouija board or as a medium or doing these certain things you had to be careful that an evil spirit wouldn't interfere with the connection because we knew that's dangerous. So now what you do to protect yourself, rituals, cleansing your homes, anointing your homes, salt rituals, salt cleansing. Why? Before doing those rituals, you have to protect yourself in case there is an evil spirit that is coming and is taking over. So imagine that even they know that there's evil spirits. They know, we knew that there was evil spirits. So now when we did that ritual at the entrance of our house, we were in a, um, in a circle because circle means unity. So it's all about sisterhood and unity and you come together and everyone is helping each other. And you know, you love everything, the nature, the moon, everything. So it was like that, but at the same time, we will move in <laughs> black witchcraft, right? We will just put courses on people and do the, the other stuff. And uh, so we were doing the ritual with the witches. We were speaking in tongues. And then suddenly the main witch, she started to be possessed by this demon. So we were trying to just speak to our ancestors, to my spirit guide. We were just trying to see things for the future. And we had some questions. So all of us were there just with our questions, all of that. And then um, that woman got possessed, her voice changed. I, I never forget that moment. It's just it's so real for me when her face changed, her voice changed. She was just moving like super weird. and. And then she looked at my mom, she turned and she looked at my mom and she started to just say like, the first thing that that demon said was, someone in your family is going to die in one week. So my mom was like, she couldn't even move, she couldn't breathe, she was just looking. And the demon keep repeating it. So my mom started to cry. And the demon keeps saying, do you want to know who it is? Do you want to know who, who, who it is? And eventually by that point, I was trying to commit suicide. I was, I was being tormented by this demon because what I say is that even though at first it feels like white magic and all of these things and black magic, it feels like you have the power, that you have the control, that you can change things around it, but eventually it turns against you because the enemy doesn't give you anything for free. Salvation is free, but the enemy doesn't give you anything for free. So mm -hmm. now I'm coming to this place where this demon wants more power and they want more and more. So for that, you, there has to be blood, there has to be sacrifice. So guess what I was doing? I was trying to cut myself. I, the first one that I tried to commit suicide, I had a, a whole bunch of pills and I ended up in hospital. They resurrected me, they cleansed my stomach, everything. Then I came home, I was so depressed. I was alcoholic. My mother, my parents didn't even know that I was drinking and vomiting every single day and going to sleep because they were working all day. So they didn't know, right? And I was just cutting myself and I was just doing all of those things and blood and all of that so I was being tormented so when that demon when that demon told my mom do you want to know who it is I look at my mom and I said to her no I don't want to know because if it's me I don't want even though like I'm trying to die but I don't want to know if it's me in one week so after all of that my mom was um 
was like shocked. So we closed the session, but now the portal in our house was open because when you are doing this type of things, you don't realize, but you are opening things in your house. You are already opening and exposing to the enemy. So now the portal was opening in our house. I believe there was a spirit of death around me, chasing me for my life. Eventually that spirit, then it was coming for my dad. But by that point, I was living with this witch. So guess what? One week later, specifically, um, my mom at the 28th of September, 2008, my mom called this witch and told her, bring me Yuli now, bring her home now. But she didn't say anything to me. She just said, hey, let's go. Your mom is calling you. It was like four or five in the morning. So I was like, why my mom wants me at four or five on, in the morning on a Sunday? That's weird. So when we went home, my mom was outside crying, crying with my little brother. She couldn't even speak. She couldn't even move. So I was like, what was was what happened? Did my dad leave? Did you guys divorce? Did, did, did you guys fight? What's happening? I couldn't comprehend. And I went inside of the house and I could feel this heavy atmosphere. Like you couldn't even walk. It just felt like this blanket, like heavy blanket on top of you. So I was trying to navigate that atmosphere, looking for my dad. He wasn't there. So I went outside and I don't know why I had the feeling of checking at the storage that we have next to the house. I, I just went there straight away, like running because my dad used to like to be there. So I went and I pushed the door and then I literally have my dad like on my face like that and when i looked up he was there like hung and he committed suicide so i fall on the floor and i was just crying and crying and i felt like something was taken out of me like at that moment the only thing that i have uh, how i can describe that feeling is i felt like everything inside of me left mm -hmm. and it was no longer me because by that moment i i everything is cloudy everything is just like weird all i know is that the police came, psychiatrists came, psychologists came, uh, doctors came. Like, there was a bunch of people that were medicating me, like helping me to cope with the trauma, my mom, my brothers. And um, by, by that point, I felt like I was possessed because I could literally see my dad passing by and I would be screaming in the in the house, dad is here, dad is here. And my, dad, my, my mom tells me recently that they found me in the same place that my dad tried to commit suicide. They found me there. And when she was telling me, I had these flashes coming of me being hung on the, on the, on the same place that my dad killed himself. So after like around less than a week, after all that atmosphere, the possessions, the blood, the, the, the demons coming and passing by, my mom made the decision of leaving that house. She was like, we cannot be here. So all we did, we packed a few clothes, we left everything, we even forgot our cat. Imagine how the atmosphere was and how stressed we were that we, we didn't even remember that we had a cat. Not the cat. We just left him. Oh exactly. We left the cat and we escaped. And, you know, at that point, my mom had another friend that she was, uh, she was moving in white magic, but she was super sensitive to the spiritual realm. She would be the one that would do rituals with my mom, even before all of this here in Colombia. And before my dad committed suicide, she called my mom and she tells my mom, you are allowing someone of high rank to enter your house and that person is going to kill your family so my mom thought okay she's just been mb this is mb because witches are territorial so my mom was like you've just been jealous and now i'm hanging out with her that she's coming to my house that she's training my daughter so my mom stopped speaking to her but guess what when my dad died my mom tells me that she calls when she was in the process outside crying before she called the other witch she called her and the first thing that the other witch told my mom was 
don't say anything. I know that he has died. And she said, I know that he has died because I saw him in the spirit tonight and the demons were chasing him and harassing him for him to kill himself. And she told my mom, I told you to be careful. And she said, now call the other woman and bring your kids back to you and don't speak to her. So my mom, that's why my mom called the other witch and told her, bring me Julie now. And now that I think about it, my mom didn't speak to her after that. My mom had connections with her. And it was because the other witch told her she is of her rank. She carries something so strong. Your house is in darkness. There is a cover of darkness around your house because she, she tried to astral project to our house and she couldn't enter. So she said, your house is completely in darkness. I cannot even enter to cleanse to do anything. Your house is taken. So that's why like, after a few days, my mom said, like, let's leave this house. So we went to live with my aunt, uh, my two brothers, my mom and me. And then this witch told my mom, the one that was doing white uh, magic, told her, grab Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 and read that every single day. Because yeah. also witches believe that certain psalm have protection. So all we did throughout that month, every single night, Psalm 91, Psalm 23, my mom repented for witchcraft straight away because she knew as soon as she came out of that house, she knew witchcraft destroyed my family. So she um, asked God for forgiveness. I mean, she would believe she didn't believe in God. We weren't Christians, but she said, like, God, if there is a God, forgive me for witchcraft. But I didn't. So after one month, I left my house. I left my mom. I was only 18 years old. I was depressed. I was with having panic attacks, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. At the same time, I was having pills for anxiety, for like all of these things. At the same time, I was an alcoholic. I was doing witchcraft. So I was an absolutely mess. And for that year, I was just living with my ex, coming in and out, breaking with him, coming, trying to commit suicide. They would call my mom, hey, your daughter tried to jump out of the window. Hey, your daughter, he's bleeding here. It was just throughout that year, I was an absolutely mess. Um, yeah, so that's um, that's part of the testimony of what that's happened crazy. to That's crazy. And we will, we, we will elaborate on that in a moment. And Julie, you've heard this story already. Um, but at, the first time I heard you talk about the experience of the suicide of your father, I thought about the suicide of my uncle mm -hmm. and how that night is such like a palpable paradigm shift within the entire dynamic of my family. My mom, I remember the scream that l she released when she heard my grandpa on the phone. And it's like, in hindsight, with the spiritual knowledge I have, it's like something entered her right then because she's legitimately never been the same since. Um, praying for her, her, her journey to and with the Lord, but she's never been the same since. And that night when we finally got to my grandparents' house, it was like a half hour drive that felt like three hours. My mom is clenching my fingers while I'm sitting in the back seat, just wailing at the top of her lungs, crying, saying my uncle's name over and over. And I, um, I, when we got to my grandparents' house, I remember going up the stairs and, um, I remember going up the stairs and seeing my grandparents at the end of the door, at the end of the door frame where the the door frame kind of outlined their bedroom and it was my grandma and my grandpa at the edge of their bed and they were just weeping my grandma was in my grandpa's arms weeping and she was never the same after that either and then thinking about how she died four years later i wonder if a spirit of death had infiltrated our family and kind of taken over or if it was like a generational spirit of death because i had always been very depressed and anxious um i had attempted and flirted with suicide 
several times. I had seen suicides of classmates and things like that. Um, I used to cut myself as well, which I now know in hindsight is a blood sacrifice that you're not even aware of at the time, or maybe you're not aware of it. I definitely was not. And yeah, you know, I, I, I was, I was wondering as, as I was listening to you tell this story, I wanted to ask you and ask you why you believe so. If, if the answer is yes, do you believe that uh, a spirit of death can kind of, um, follow a family or can be passed down through a family bloodline? How does that kind of work? So I believe the knowledge that I have now is, is that it can enter through different, through different doorways. Um, the first one is through the things that you watch and through the things that you hear. So if you're a person that you are open to terror movies, spirit type of movies and witchcraft, occultism, blood, violence, all of that stuff, and you are listening even those, those type of music, you are already opening a portal to the enemy. Now, let me tell you quick a testimony. I had someone that I've been helping. The woman is not a Christian. She was telling me the other day, uh, uh, her, she was just telling me her life and her testimony, but it caught my attention that she she did, um, what's the name, ayahuasca, I think I think it is, yeah. the, the drink that makes you like go to another dimension, basically. And she was telling me that she did that for six years. But what it got my attention was that she told me, that in one of those experiences, she had a voice that told her, your mom, listen to this, she is not a Christian, she doesn't know the terminologies of open portals or anything, but she mentioned this to me, she said, the spirit, this demon, the spirit told me, um, your mom opened a portal when you were this age and this age, when she grabbed a book of witchcraft and started to read it. So she was curious, so she went and asked the mom, and she was like, mom, have you ever read this book and this book when you were this age? Uh, yes, but I never did anything. I just read it and closed it because I wasn't interested. She realized, well, there was a portal that was already open. The demons know that even if your intention is not doing it, but you just open and you're reading it, you are already giving an enemy an, an, a legal right. And the witchcraft also brings death. So for me, the spirit of death can enter through the things that you watch, the things that you read, the things that you hear. That's why we have to be holy and consecrated so we don't give a, 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 an enemy the legal right to come into our lives. But a spirit of death also enters through witchcraft. So death was so common in my family. My great grandmother lost all of her husbands. Now my mom lost all of her, uh, like her husband, right? So there was this generation going in the family through witchcraft that brings the spirit of death, a spirit mm. of suicide, poverty. So it's generational. So someone down the line opens the portal, gives the legal right to their generations, and that is start to take over. So the spirit of death brings depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, schizophrenia, witchcraft goes together. So it's just a whole thing now. All of the generations are, even if it jumps one generation, it will go to the next. So even when people tell me, oh, but I'm not dealing with that, I'm fine. I'm like, well, if you have children or you are going to have children, you have to break that because that possibly can jump. Even in my family, I see it jump some of my family members. It jumped my aunt by following my mom and it followed me, right? So you see that it can jump. So so for me, the spirit of death can come through the things that you allow uh, the, the enemy, you give the enemy the keys, but also through witchcraft, through iniquities, generational courses, and it just becomes like the, this mess. That's why deliverance for me is so important. Right. Deliverance is removing all of that clutter, all of that rubbish 
that you are bringing from your ancestors to be able to be more like Christ every single day. Amen. Well, I have so many questions, but I want to start with going back to your testimony. So what did it look like for you, kind of like the moment where you realized that Jesus was the way that you were sinning against a holy God? What did your moment of repentance look like where you really kind of gave your life and just surrendered all your faith into Christ? So I like it because I know that a lot of people, when they come out of the, they come out of this, they have different ways of how they encounter God and their their process of deliverance and healing and so the way of how I encounter God was one year after my dad died I went to visit my mom and when I went to visit her someone took us to a church in that church they were giving prophecy they were telling me my cousin my brother my mom that we are going to move to England that I'm going to be studying so my mom thought that was witchcraft because that's how we used to do it. So my mom is standing in the middle of the congregation and she started to scream, you're witches, this wow. is witchcraft. So she took us and we left. But now there was something inside of me now curious. So I went back to my city and I was just had this thing inside of me like, I wanna know if there's some something prophecy or if someone can tell me about my future, right? Because I, I, I was a witch, but I was interested in finding other ways of finding my future. So someone told me, one of my friends, she wasn't even Christian, but she heard of this church next to our city, like a 30 minute by bus. Um, so we, I found that she gave me the information and a few days later I went to the church, but I was going excited. Like I could feel this excitement inside of me. I was like, I'm going to encounter something here, but I don't know what I was, I was kind of like looking for answers. I don't think I was looking for answers. I was just curious, but I had this thing inside of me, like something is going to happen, like be ready. And so I went to that place. It was a, a small church. It was like 20, 30 people. And I, I, I remember just standing outside of the door, looking at the name of the church. And I was just there like thinking like, shall I go with this, these people are gonna think that I'm weird I'm only 19 I'm not sure how they are gonna welcome me here and I was like okay I'm just gonna enter so I was so nervous and I mm. put my foot inside of the church and as soon as I step into the atmosphere oof, I could feel now a different presence because wow. my whole life I could feel darkness death abuse everything around me so I could wow. I have never stepped into that type of atmosphere so I identified the presence straight away and I was just walking out just feeling like I feel like I'm flying I feel like what's this what's this joy what is this love and then the pastor the apostle of the house came and he he is really tall so he he was looking at me and I was looking at him like like that and he came close to me and he just laughed and he was like haha and he has this he has this really deep voice so he was just so for me that was like we go through him what's happening so he just came he saw me and he was like welcome home daughter mm. he just hugged me and when he hugged me I broke I was my encounter with God I was the crying and crying all the abuse all the trauma and I feel like I feel like God told me welcome home because I was going to church when I was young. We were doing witchcraft. They were doing witchcraft. I could see the witchcraft that they were doing, the rituals, but I was going to church. My aunt was taking me to church. So when he told me welcome home, I just felt like this is home. I'm finally back where I belong. And I was full of that presence of that love. So at that moment, I didn't think anything about witchcraft. It was like it was removed from my mind. Then I used to go to that place like two or three times per week because I was so hungry. And I just I just entered into this 
addiction for love, like in love. I was reading the Bible, looking more things, watching preaching, serving in the church, like doing all of this because I, I was hungry, like I wanted to find more. And I was reading witchcraft is wrong. Okay, Lord, I don't want to do witchcraft. I repent for this. So I was like, it was out of love, out of out of that encounter. So out of that encounter, and I feel like there was also a protection that God put around me because I was through all of my life, my 19 years of life, surrounded by so much darkness and so much abuse and so much death that I feel like God was protecting me for a season so I wouldn't encounter demons, so I wouldn't encounter that. So I feel like he wanted to establish me first before starting to deal with deep areas like this spirit guide, these demons, the legal rights, mm -hmm. the consecrations to break those things. So first it was that love, then eventually we ended up moving to London by that point, I tried also to commit suicide because there were legal rights that I didn't break. But by that point, I knew I know my Jesus. So I just, just was calling upon the name of Jesus. A lady came in the house and she invited me to a Christian church with a lot of young people. So I just started to go there to congregate. So God started to, to, to heal me. And then years later, when I met my husband, that's when the Lord started to do. When I was pregnant, in fact, six months pregnant, my husband... Um, in a dream, he, 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 he came and he told me, I had a dream and I saw this indigenous looking like this, like this, he came asking me for permission for you. Now, I have never shared with anyone about my background or which, never. I just said, like, my dad committed suicide. I've been trying to deal with this depression and blah, blah, blah. I am a Christian now. I'm in the process of healing. So when he told me that, I feel like the Holy Spirit told me, share with him your whole life. Yeah. So now for the first time, I'm sharing with my husband, who is Julie? What is my background? And he's just there, like, looking like, who, who am I with? Who is this woman that's carrying my baby now? Because I was, like, six, seven months pregnant. So I shared with him. I called my mom. My mom, by that point, she was Christian now. She was doing deliverance, so she was more involved into deliverance. So she told me, like, I haven't broken the legal right that I gave to that demon um, over over your life and it's coming to us for your to your husband because he is your cover now because demons understand authority now my mom wasn't any longer my authority now is my husband because it's my head mm -hmm. so we did this deliverance session you know I bomb that's when I started to manifest that's when I was like vomiting and I, and I was like being set free we broke the legal right this demon tried one more time to come to my husband but my, my husband said no in the dream he said no and never again i throw the covenant the coin that i had with him we throw it away and i never felt the presence of that demon again because before that even as a christian i would feel the doors moving the bed moving he will touch me he will i will run escape from my room because the, the, he was there so i was scared now so i will go to sleep to the living room and kind of like looking everywhere that he wasn't coming and then when we did that session that i was set free never again i had any encounters where demons are coming touching me or having a sleep paralysis or never again so that was the last time now it's different when i send send something it's because the lord wants to use me to help someone or to break something so it's not now that there is an open portal and they are coming to torment me now it's different because i don't fear now um so that yeah. was how i encountered jesus how i was set free and here i am angela here i praise am. praise god thank you for sharing um i again have so many questions um 
one i want to as you're speaking i'm thinking about the similarities with spiritual attacks now and it's crazy because i can so easily recognize that, that when the spirits are no longer inside of me because of how easy it is to deflect the attack whereas before it was like torment it was just like perpetual torment now it's like now it's like actually an ability to crucify the flesh because you can't crucify a demon so if you have an unclean spirit that's indwelling within your flesh or your soul then you can't crucify that and it's going to keep attacking you but when the attack is coming from the outside you just do what the word says putting on the armor of god and it bing it just deflects right mm -hmm. off because you're able to crucify your flesh you're able to renew your mind you're able to yield the sword of the spirit so do you have that like same similar experience now where you you know that they're not in you because of how easy it is in a way to just make the like just kind of just send the attacks back to where they came from yeah so it's different now because before you walk in fear before you knew right. they are here for you and even though now sometimes it's curious because i'm i'm the lord put on my put, puts in my wife a lot of people uh, that i'm helping coming out of the occultism so i'm following these witches and these people that follow me and i'm trying to get them out of that life so i have a lot of experiences where these demons are coming to put fear in me and tell me don't help this person and don't do this but i know now they are not in me right. and they know that you know they cannot do anything now so it's different the feeling is different because i don't fear i don't think they are here specifically for me but they are here for another person that i'm trying to help so they are trying so it, it feels different now it feels like now there is an authority over my life so eventually there's gonna be warfare there's gonna be darkness there's gonna be mm -hmm. things around but it's different now because now i carry the authority that i thought i had before but now it's enforced by jesus christ so Amen. and so can you explain um just for people that may be confused on the subject because i when i first came out of new age i was under the impression that deliverance was completely unbiblical that we don't need to be delivered because once we you know put all of our faith in jesus christ and we're saved by that faith through grace you know he says on the cross it is finished and so because we become a new creation in him of course that's by our spirit which is different than the flesh and soul so i'm sure you can speak to that but can you explain for people that might be confused on that topic how does a demon still have a legal right to someone who is alive now unto the lord so for me is that when you become a christian so we are tripartite beings spirit soul and body the bible says that we are three spirit soul and body when you become a christian and you accept jesus your spirit gets activated and now you want the things of god now you want to be more connected with god but what about their soul and your body so the soul is your mind your emotions and your will right. before the spirit speaks to your to your body it has to pass through the soul so there is a filter the soul is the filter the soul is is in in, in darkness through trauma generational courses through all of those things that throughout all of your life you went through so now even though you became a christian jesus did it it is finished but you have to enforce that and you have to pass through this process of cleansing your soul your minds and your emotions because tell me why do we have people that have been christian for 20 years and they are still dealing with depression depression is emotions emotions is your soul why because your soul is in captivity and your soul is in darkness so that's why when you become a christian yes you want the things of the spirit and you pursue that but also the lord takes you into a process where he's cleansing your soul so at the time of the spirit speaking to your soul to your mind and to your emotions he's not going to 
to pass through the filter of your own thoughts, of your own trauma, before you release that here on earth. So that's why for me, deliverance is so important. It doesn't matter. Even, let me tell you something here. Even if you're a minister, because I know that now ministers and prophets and apostles and teachers, they feel so untouchable and so thingy that now you are seeing that they have the gift, but the character is not there anymore. Mm. These are people that now, even though they are anointing people, we don't doubt that, but they are carrying so much pride. They are carrying so much ego and they are carrying competition and all, and all of those things. Let me tell you, that, that people need deliverance. Everyone needs deliverance. Jesus came to set his children free. So that's not something that just happened and ended up there when he died on the cross. Each one of us, I say this deliverance is daily. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are casting out demons every single day, but every single day you are recognizing if you need to repent, if you need to renounce, and you are renewing your mind every single day. That for me is deliverance, is daily. You are acknowledging, Holy Spirit, show me. If there's an iniquity, you break it in the name of Jesus. If there's something that you have done throughout the day, you repent that day, you renew your mind. So it's just coming every single day. For me, let me, let me tell you this, deliverance for me is like an onion the onion before you go to the core you remove the layers of the onion before you cook it that's deliverance for me that's each one of us we are like onions so we are peeling all of those layers out of our lives so we are closer to be like jesus so when people are telling me there's no such a thing as deliverance why are you buying with pornography why are you masturbating why are you committing adultery why are you having panic attacks why 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 in the mm. moment you said to jesus you are free just just tell me why so that's why for me deliverance is the children's breath deliverance is yesterday today and it's going to be forever because god doesn't change even let me tell you something deliverance was even before jesus the pharisees used to cast out demons out they used to have some rituals and some things that they used to do that is in history that they used to do so demons have been there always so the fact that some people, they don't want to accept it is because the enemy has blinded them. But demons have been there throughout generations, even before Jesus was here. But I believe this is the time where the Lord is raising his church and is like waking up this army to confront darkness. Because if we don't do it, who is going to do it? How mm -hmm. is possible that the enemy is infiltrating witchcraft and Satanism and occultism in our noses and then the church don't even believe that the demons are real? How can we fight against darkness and we don't even know that these things are real? Amen. So unfortunately i feel like we have to come to a place where we have to be an anapoget and how do you pronounce that anapogetically like like you just yes that you just come to this place where you just like i don't i don't care if i offend anyone right now because we have to speak the truth so unfortunately unfortunately we have to speak the truth and we have to speak into those things because jesus is real he cast yeah. out demons he prophesied he evangelized so the church of Jesus Christ have to awake and we have to speak into those things before the enemy advance and occupy. Amen. So yes, sorry, That's I'm just so going to start no, preaching. You, uh, no, please, you are fired up. You got me fired up. You know, the one thing with deliverance, with faith, all these things that I really like to come back to is if you look in the gospels, anytime Jesus casts out a demon, anytime he heals the sick, lays hands, does any of those things, he always puts the emphasis back on the person's faith as to why he does it. You know, he says, your faith has healed you. Your faith has made you whole. He never just says, you're welcome. And then like, I'm the son of God and walks away. He always puts the emphasis back on that person's faith. 
And I think that's like a, that's such a key component when it comes to our walk with the Lord. Our it says, okay, it says the reconnection was successful. So let's give it a minute. I think we are back now. I see. Everything's clear over here. Yeah. Um, yes. How does it look for you guys in the chat? Does it look okay? Oh, it just said it dropped again. Y'all pray. We have over 260 people here right now. I need 260 people to pray and war against this demonic attack. All right, let's just keep going. Like I told you before, it's it's on Zoom. It's all it's all recording on Zoom. So if if it if it goes, then. But we're believing that it's going to continue. Um. So. To the point, I was just talking about faith. Happening. Jesus always puts the emphasis on our faith whenever he he conducts a healing, yeah. a deliverance, anytime in the Gospels. And um, I think that's just so important when it comes to our own walk, our own deliverance, our sanctification, our mind renewal. And people get offended by that. But it's just like you said, I don't care if I'm offending people because I'm telling you that out of love because I love you. And I'd rather offend you all the way to heaven than see you suffer. I don't want to see my brothers Man. and sisters in Christ suffer. Um, so now I, I, I do have another question about, um, about deliverance because there are some people in the chat again that are saying, oh, it's, it's just enough. It's just enough. If you, if you, if you come to Christ, if you believe, so can you talk to what you exactly mean by like the application of that faith that we were just discussing? Can you talk about kind of what that looks like as a believer? So for me, there is there is a process that I I said I, for me deliverance as I said is not just casting out demons. It's not like you, you, someone comes pray for you cast us a few demons because you know what we are doing with that we are and this is what I see we are making people addicted to us because people think that hey I'm just gonna go to this person or to, to this other person that's just gonna pray for me and there's gonna be the solution of, of my problems I think we need to be careful of how we treat the Holy Spirit because some people are treating the Holy Spirit as a genie and just gonna go they're gonna pray for me and it's gonna be solved that's witchcraft let me tell you that mm -hmm. so now what is the process for me so the process for me is identifying okay what is the root because deliverance for me is not just punching the air and read like a thousand things that you are renouncing and repenting to see you're just punching the air and see if you hit a demon a spiritual warfare and deliverance is not like that you need to jesus specifically name when he was casting out demons he named them he recognized he just wasn't naming having a list saying this and this and this and this he was a specific so during his prayer night he was binding the spirits and during the day people were manifesting they, they were losing so also for ministers that's why it's important that we have a prayer life so mm. during our private time we are binding but during our public time we are losing and people are being be, be, being set free that's a manifestation of your intimacy with the holy spirit but now for people is identifying specifically what are the things that you have to break what are the things that you are dealing right now and find the root of those issues so for an instance okay you are dealing with drug addiction okay we can cast out the demons of drug addiction the holy spirit moves the way he moves but in my case for for example if someone is a drug addict and they are struggling in that area i pray for them in that area but they might come back again to be drug addicts so now there's something that's telling me there is a root there is a strong man that we have to identify first right. so now most of the cases 
that drug addiction comes because of rejection, comes because of trauma, comes because they are trying to feel something inside of them that is empty. I'm talking about addiction, I'm talking about any type of food addiction, I'm talking about alcohol, cigarettes, weed, all of that. You are trying to feel something, something makes you feel good because you are already not feeling good with yourself. So by doing your things, you are feeling an emptiness, a void, something inside of you that it might be related with rejection from your parents, with with trauma, with abandonment, with sexual abuse, physical abuse, psychological abuse. So let me tell you, well, now you have to go back to that and forgive. That for me is the first step of deliverance is forgiveness. Jesus said, if you don't forgive, my father won't forgive you. Those words were by Jesus. If you don't forgive, which is telling me, hey, wait a minute, the key to deliverance is actually forgiveness. So you are coming in here with your list, asking God to forgive and you haven't forgiven your mom and you haven't forgiven your father. So that's why it's important that we start actually, okay, I acknowledge there is some trauma, there is something, my parents, they abused me, they abandoned me, my father left. And just from that place, forgiving everyone that has caused you some sort of trauma, specifically your parents. And then from that place, you start to repent for your sin. You start to repent from drug addiction, for whatever you were dealing with. You start to repent for sexual immorality. And let me tell you, because you have bind the strong man, now the minions have to live. So you mm -hmm. command all of those minions to live, and they will live because the strong man is bind. And then now, what happens after? Because that's just what the liberation starts. The Bible says that you have to renew your mind because even though now you have been set free, let me tell you something, there are strongholds in your mind. Strongholds are repetitive patterns that create in your mind through sin and through repetitive thoughts. But the Bible also talks about godly strongholds. So now you have to break those old strongholds and put godly strongholds through the word of God, through the repetition of the word of God. The Bible said, have my word in the walls, in, in, in everywhere, all around your house. The word says that. So every single day you are reminding and we are repeating. So as you are repeating those Bible verses. So if you deal with fear, now you Google Bible verses that speak against fear. And every single day you are speaking, you are speaking, the God is protecting me. The angel of the Lord is around me every single day. So by you doing that, you're breaking those evil strongholds and you're creating godly strongholds. So let me tell you something, the enemy is going to come back. The Bible says that the enemy always tries to come back and bring seven world demons. But when he's knocking at the door, guess who's going to open the door? It's going to be Jesus because you have been renewed the mind. So he's going to be, oh, sorry, but so he has to leave. So that's why for me, casting out demons is, is just the, the, the starter. But there is a process that you have to continue to maintain that deliverance and to continue to be set free and to continue to be renewed to the image of Christ. So that's for me what the deliverance is and how deliverance looks. I feel like we have to also teach people how you maintain the deliverance. How can you stop those things from coming back? Because we think that you're free now. It's not coming back. That's a lie. The Bible, does, that's not biblical. The Bible said that Jesus says that when the enemy finds the house empty, he's going to go and bring seven wars. So all of these people are living free, but we are not telling them, hey, wait, wait a minute. How do you maintain your deliverance? How do you protect your mind? How, what is the process now after you have gone through that? So, so that's the process good. for me. It's so good because it, it's true. It's not just deliverance. It's deliverance and discipleship. You have to be discipled. You have to be a disciple. That is so good, good, Julie. I love that you talked about that because I am totally on board with you. I actually recorded a podcast about that. Um, it's called Maintaining Deliverance and Rejecting Lukewarm Christianity because in that mm -hmm. episode, myself and my girlfriend, we talk about 
how deliverance is such an important part of the sanctification process. But what is more important than the deliverance is the mind renewal. Because it's you're exactly right. That's how you fill the house is with the mind renewal, with the with the with the actual pursuit of the lord and i have to be clear on something i always have to be clear when i have these conversations because there are always going to be those people that are hearing what you're not saying so just to be clear julie and i are not preaching a works-based gospel your works do not get you saved your works are a byproduct of your faith right and i think that a lot of people because this was my experience i think a lot of people come out of witchcraft or come out of new age like you and i both did and i think that we are so used to that works-based salvation of the new age that when we see christians talking about things like renewing your mind and praying over yourself breaking things off of yourself constant mind renewal you know really pursuing the the lord walking in holiness it can come off as oh, you're getting back on that hamster wheel again. You're just getting back on the hamster wheel of works. It's like, no, actually the devil has taken the 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 works as a byproduct of faith in Christ and perverted it into witchcraft, into the new age. Because I think what, what gets lost on people is the truth that the devil can only corrupt, he cannot create, he can only distort, he can only pervert. He can only create perversions and a perversion means that it is a corrupt version of, of an authentic version. So there is an authentic version. When you become a Christian, it's not just, you know, you put back your feet and you just say, thank you, Jesus. It's rest in the Lord. Yes. But within that rest is also the verses about enduring until the end and running the good race, right? So can you speak a little bit on to that point on the way that the devil has kind of taken the word of God and counterfeited it by means of witchcraft? Mm, that's good. You know, when I became Christian, I is it was like suddenly the Lord was allowing me to see how counterfeit everything was because I, when I became Christian, one of the things that I struggled with was speaking in tongues. I would, I, because of my background, I thought that's evil, that's not from God. I don't want to speak in tongues. So there was always this fear. So now when, when I would hear people speaking in tongues, I, I would have like, like this thing inside of me. No, 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 that's, that's witchcraft because we were speaking in tongues. And you know, until the Lord have to break that mentality because the Lord started to tell me the enemy doesn't copy tongue. The enemy doesn't create tongues. The enemy didn't create tongues. He's copying and now you are scared of that. So I have to repent for that. And there was, there, there was this moment when I was worshiping and the Lord told me, put the music louder. And I was putting my music louder and he told me, open your mouth. And I was like, Holy Spirit, that is a weird thing to say. Well, I opened my mouth and I felt this fire coming inside of me and I started to vomit these words, vomit these tongues. And I could speak, speak, and I was on fire and I was crying. And for the first time I realized, wow, the enemy has been trying to counterfeit absolutely everything. Mm. And then also like, I see also witchcraft, right? The blood, the sacrifices, that that's witchcraft like we used to do rituals and blood sacrifices and, and and animals and and all of those things and now i become christian and i'm like wow jesus is the perfect sacrifice mm. wow jesus gave his blood for us you know why because i realized that the blood 
uh, the blood is perfect for the initiation of covenants. Jesus says that through my blood, we have a covenant. He says, through my blood, my blood has life and, and light. So now I'm realizing, wow, this is why in witchcraft, there's so much obsession with blood wow. and constant rituals and even satanists. Why? Because they understand that one of the ways to access in the spiritual realm is through blood. That one of the ways of accessing the, the power is through blood. So that's why they have to do this constant sacrifice and this constant rituals and blood and more blood and more blood. Why? Because they had that revelation. But now Jesus is our perfect sacrifice. He is perfect. He, we don't have to, we don't need any sacrifice. We don't need any blood because Jesus did it all for us. So through him, we are going to the father through him. We are accessing and everything that's been given to us, this gift in the spiritual realm as through Jesus Christ. So now I see a lot of counterfeit that you, 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 you know, from, from witchcraft also, I, I see another, another thing that I see that I believe the Lord is restoring is prophetic act. Witchcraft is all about prophetic acts. All of the things that, are, that we used to do were to manifest something from the spirit into the natural. Now I'm going through my Bible and I even saw Jesus doing a prophetic act with mud, spit in the mud, put it in the eyes and declare you are healed now. Having the Holy Communion as a prophetic act this is my blood. Mm -hmm. This is my body. We are doing this. And I'm like, wow, that's a prophetic act. So I'm going through the Old Testament and the New Testament down the, the anointing oil, right? That Paul says, anoint el the elders, anoint the sick and blah, blah, blah for anointing. And I'm realizing, wow, we were in the occultism. We used to have anoint anointing oils too. We used to mix all of these things and, and, the, and, the, and the cleansing and doing these prophetic acts that we, that we knew we have to do it with cinnamon, with apples, with lemons and all of those things. And I'm realizing that the Bible is full of the, those things. Prophet Elijah did a prophetic act with salt in the water. And the Bible says that after he did the prophetic act, the land was healed from death and infirmity. And so that's curious for me that, wow, it's been there the whole time. Wow. And we are so scared of using them because we are thinking that's witchcraft. No, yeah. the enemy doesn't create, the enemy copies. He is a copycat. Even Jesus in the Bible did prophetic acts. So there's a lot of things that, that even till this point, the Lord keeps revealing to me about, you know, witchcraft and new age and the occultism and how they are picking this and they're counterfeiting and everything that you see is the enemy counterfeiting? Like, let me tell you something. The rainbow, the rainbow was the perfect covenant. The Lord sent that the, the storm to destroy the Nephilim and to destroy the sexual immorality that was in the world. But do you think it surprised me that the enemy has grabbed the rainbow for sexual immorality? The same thing that the Lord tries to use to destroy sexual immorality in times of Noah is the very same thing that now the enemy is trying to use, bring back for sexual immorality. So if you realize there's so many things wow. that the enemy grabs and counterfeits and, and, and chains. So that's why for me, like, hey, the enemy doesn't create. He copies, he is a copycat. And now I'm not scared anymore. If he's in the Bible, am I Jesus did it? I'm like, I'm not going to be scared of it. Yeah. because jesus did it Amen. so that's some of the things yeah girl people are getting set free tonight i you know when i first came out of new age where i was and and so i feel like i do relate to these people that are so against things like you said anointing oil they're against deliverance they're against prophecy they're against tongues i relate to it because when i came out of new age i had like this ptsd almost 
And more than that is I recognized that I was going to hell on the path that I was on. And when I repented and and, ha and put all my faith into Christ, I, I didn't want to disobey God again. I didn't want to be wrong again. I didn't want to be deceived again. I was so plagued with fear of deception that I didn't even realize that it was actually overriding what what the it, it was overriding what the bible actually says and it was overriding this deepening of of trust and of faith and of intimacy with the lord that i now have and that i'm now walking in that I'm, that i'm now in the process of deepening because we're all deepening our walk but that fear and that and that trauma and that that deception was all masquerading the the fullness of the gospel and people get offended when i say that but it's nothing to be offended over because it's just true you know jesus was so offensive that they crucified him right um so do you do you do you see that a lot too like where people just come out of witchcraft or come out of new age and they fall right into dead religion and do you think that's because they actually need deliverance Yes, 100%. I see, you know, the people that come out of the occultism, I see two sides. I see one side, they come out of that, so now they enter into their religion because they associate everything with where they come from. But I also see people now using Jesus for their own benefits and mm. using the Holy Spirit for what, what they need. So now there is no submission, there is no authority, they don't believe in cover, they don't believe in this. And now I feel like they are using the Holy Spirit for their benefits like a genie. So those are the two type of sights that I see from people coming out of that one of them they step into like death because now they don't want to do anything because they are so scared that they're going to step into witchcraft which is good because you have some reverence but at the same time it's not because you are you know like blocking what the Lord has given you and the communion and and you you, you know what you can do with, with your gifts through Jesus Christ and then the other people which are just controlling and manipulating and and I know so many people that have been trying to come out of the occultism they keep saying i feel like i'm gonna miss my power i'm missing my power I, there was this witch that i was trying to help and she kept telling me I'm, I'm missing my power i feel like i'm i'm powerless i don't know what to do and i'm like you just have to surrender that's the first thing when you come out of that you surrender because nothing is yours everything is jesus so so yeah that's really good. that's what i see that's really good um so to that note how can we how can we kind of discern that how do we discern like what's because, you know, Proverbs talks about how we don't go too far left or too far right, but we stay in the middle, which is obviously like a the prophecy for when Jesus would talk about the narrow road. So how can we as Christians kind of discern um, where that biblical middle ground is with the spiritual gifts and and then that that reverence and that you had just talked about as well? Do you know how through discipleship hmm. I'm realizing something and it's that all of us that come from that life, we were, the Bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Witchcraft brings so much rebellion. So you are rebel, you feel that you have the power, that you have the authority, that you can change the world with one finger, with your rituals, with your cleanses, with all of that stuff, with the manifestations you are connecting and you are changing. So you feel that you have the authority and the power. Now, how do you do that? Through submission, find someone that can guide you, that can be 
uh, your not even mentor because mentor and the, and and someone that disciples is different mentees mm. and disciples are two different things right so find someone that can disciple you that can pour into you and submit to that person for a season that was the first thing that the holy spirit told me you are going to submit because he was like i, I was like i can do ministry by myself there's momentum and the holy spirit no you submit because there is a still things that I have to do inside of you. So now I believe all of us that come from that world, I think all of us should go through the process of learning submission and learning authority, mm. killing that ego, killing that pride that is always going to try and come out. So by having someone that's also your cover arm and protecting you, you are also being protected from those spirits. So that's when you know that through discipleship, you are not going to fall into any of those categories, specifically the one when you're just using the Holy Spirit from your own benefits, that one when you're just using Christianity as witchcraft, and we see so much witchcraft Christianity because there's so many people that are not submitted. There's so many, wow. and I see now a lot of people that come from Satanism, that come from the occultism, from New Age, from witchcraft, they are not submitted. They don't have a cover. They don't are accountable. Being accountable is so important. If you don't want to feel fall on that trap, be accountable to someone. Some people say, I'm accountable to the Holy Spirit. That's a lie. But also the Lord put us people here on earth that we can be accountable of and that those people can guide us. Yes, the Holy Spirit can do it, but also biblically, the Lord can put people that can guide us and tell us, hey, you did that wrong. You shouldn't be ministering now. Hey, I think what you say in that life, I think that's a little bit off. Maybe you should pray about it. I think that's what we need, especially for us that we come from that side. Discipleship, accountability, and submission. I, I think that's how you know you are not stepping into those things. That's an incredibly mature response. Thank you for sharing that. Um, myself and my husband, I've been praying for that for a while, actually, because I kind of realized within the last couple months as this platform continues to grow and as my spiritual knowledge excels, because I almost see it in the spirit as I was so deep in what I was in that it's almost like the Lord had to accelerate me kind of, I don't mm. want to say to the same level, but do you know what I mean? Like he had, to, he had to quicken my faith. He had to quicken my wisdom because of how deep I was in the darkness. He had to, wow. he had to bring me up to speed in the light. And so I've been praying for that discipleship because I realized, I feel like I don't really have that. Like I have friends, I have people that I can go to, but as far as like the one-on-one, -on -one, you know, like let's, let's go get coffee and, and, and let's look at the Bible together kind of thing. I wasn't really having that. And then this guy came into my life. He's in the chat. He knows who he is. His name is TJ. He has been kind of, he, he kind of took it upon himself. I didn't really ask him. He took it upon himself to just start discipling myself and my husband. And it's been such a blessing. And so I want to encourage everyone in the chat that is maybe thinking like, how do I get that? You know, I really wish I had someone the Lord, the, the Lord promises, ask, and if it's in my will, you shall receive. So you can pray for these things and you can trust. The word says to pray in supplication and thanksgiving. So when I pray, I give him thanks for what he already wants to do in my life. I say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father, that you are placing someone in my life to disciple myself and my husband because you can pray in confidence knowing that's his will for you. And so that, that's kind of my encouragement for anyone in the chat that is maybe feeling like they don't have a shepherd, so to speak, is just start praying for it and know that your father is faithful to provide because his word promises that he is. 
Um, so Julie, we went around the barn. Like I kind of wanted to, the, everything we just talked about, I kind of wanted to save to the end, but Holy Spirit had his way and it was awesome. Can we kind of go back and speak to the people that maybe are watching this and they're hearing what we're saying, but they're like, okay, but everything that she's talking about, maybe they're, maybe they're currently a witcher and they're, they're in the new age. Like I was, maybe they're saying everything she's talking about. I have those same intentions. It's all good intentions. It's all to help people. It's all to disciple people and steward people, but I just don't, you know, the Bible's not for me. So can you talk about, you know, what is white magic? What is black magic and the green magic that you talked about? Why is there no difference? Why is there no such thing as good magic, no matter what your intentions are? So there are different type of um, magic, right? As a green magic is all about holistic and green. So you are using certain things with plants, but you are praying over those things, like kind of like consecrating those things, not to the Holy Spirit, to other, other, other spirits. You have the red one, which is relating now for like love, for binding people that you want to be with or breaking marriages or doing those type of things, the white magic the connection with the nature, the worshiping the Mongo, worshiping all of these things and manifestation of the world. So it's all good and innocence and the black magic is the opposite is control and manipulation. And you have the power and you do blood rituals and with rituals with leaves and animals. And there's everything is for your own benefit. Now you don't care who is in the on the way, you will get rid of that person with witchcraft, with black magic. Now, something that I say to people is that it doesn't matter if you think you are not doing harm to anyone. I wasn't. I move in each one of those things so I can speak into the, these things because all of us, we did everything apart from Satanism. We weren't, thank God, that involved in that, thank God. But in terms of like all of this witchcraft stuff and all of that new age, we were involved in all of that from a really young age for generations and, ger and generations. So I can speak, I have authority to speak into these things. But I believe that as I said before, the enemy doesn't give you anything for free. We used to think this is our ancestor. These things are, you know, my spirit guides, they are guiding us, but there is gonna come to a point where you are going to feel tormented, when you are gonna feel like things in your life are not going the way that they should. And you feel like, why are there so many things happening around me? Maybe not, you are not dealing with depression or with panic attacks or with nightmares, but now you might be seeing things around you as blocking doors are closing or things are happening or accidents or infirmities and you keep like and now that's when you realize that that's magic is not is coming against you because what it makes the difference is that demons are real light and darkness i am telling you is real now the difference between that is what a, a, a spirit is guiding the experience i am a christian now is the holy spirit is one that's guiding me but when I was in that world, there were demons guiding me, angels that I thought that they were angels that were like demons, spirit guides, demons, ancestral, ancestral spirits. But now the difference is who is guiding the spirits. Even I have, as I, as I was saying, I'm being helping people coming out of that. And these people continuously tell me, but my angel came and told me, mm -hmm. but my angel is, and I'm like, you know that, enemy dresses as angel of light that's not an angel you are being delusional right now you've been the enemy is trying to blind you and is coming as an angel of light to tell you certain things that's not real and you might feel right now like everything is amazing and beautiful and you have all of this uh, understanding but 
I'm telling you right now, and if that happens, please look for me and I will help you. When the moment comes and you start to see everything around you, falling down, depression, anxiety, nightmares, things are blocking around you, your finances, your, 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 your marriage, your children, infirmities, accidents, all of these things coming to you and you don't find a way, let me help you to find my Jesus because that is the way and that is the true way. So that's what I want to say. Amen, Julie. That's beautiful. Um, you know, I, I noticed that a lot of my old friends that are in new age, you know, with new age, we would have never called ourselves witches. We didn't call ourselves witches. I only know in hindsight with the knowledge that I have from the Bible and the Lord that I was a witch, but they would never call themselves witches. They would call themselves light workers and things like that. But I notice mm. that they are just in these patterns. And if I get emotional, forgive me, but it's heartbreaking to see that they're stuck in these patterns of, you know, I, I saw one of my old friends say that the past two years have just been nothing but heartache for her. And yet, what is she doing? Reiki, crystals, tarot, yoga, all of these things all the time. And what I say is that the new age is like a spiritual narcotic because you get so broken and so defeated that you need more of these practices in order to give you some false semblance of wholeness. So I wanted to ask you, because you're, you have a lot of knowledge with this particular um, aspect of spirit, is that so so these demons because you're saying that they will always come against you it doesn't matter what your intentions are do they actually do that like do they do they give you really good experiences within witchcraft and really good experiences within new age and then break you so that you need them even more and that you come into further agreement is that like their plan yes and that's literally what in witchcraft what you will do you will have people coming to you you will help them in a certain way. But what happens is that it's all through control and manipulation. Should you break people so they continuously come back again and they come back again so they need you more and they give you more money and more money. So that's how the spirits operate, right? They come to you, they give you something, but they might come and take you back. So you're just like doing more, more, more witchcraft and going even deeper and deeper and then something has happened and you're just like, no, I have to do this cleansing and this ritual and then so you just like open it more, 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 more until now you are completely in darkness so for people that says like no but that because you know it's like christianity christianity has a lot of run ramifications and a lot of doc doctrines and a lot of witchcraft is the same so i said because I, I know that there's a lot of people that have been so offended by the things that, that, that i've been saying but the thing is i know that there are a lot of type of witchcrafts and a lot of type type of things but I said to people like it, it doesn't matter the end goal is still going to be the same the end is always going to be the same the enemy is still going to put you in captivity regardless whether you are doing doing good or no so the enemy gives you something take it back so you come back even farther gives you back take it back but the enemy is nothing is for free nothing is protection so yeah definitely mm. and then oh, man that's so good um what why is there no difference between new age and witchcraft if if you were to sit down in front of someone right now who was a yoga teacher or a tower reader that would that would say to you i you know i don't do witchcraft that's not what i'm doing how would you respond to them in such a way that mm -hmm. could prayerfully just peel those blinders off okay so for me witchcraft new age 
why magic, all of those things is the same. Why? Because all of these things involve seeking guidance or power from sources other than God. Mm -hmm. And that's seen as a form of idolatry. And Exodus 23, 5 condemns idolatry and condemns witchcraft. So for me, that's why like I'm new age is just a way of that the enemy has been trying to put this this mask or this veil to make it look cool for the new people and make it look modern and new age and all of that. But all of that is still witchcraft. All of that is white magic, all of that stuff. New age, that is witchcraft because you are seeking guidance. You are seeking power from the universe, from the mom, from this spirit guide, from your, your angel, from all of these things. You are seeking power from other sources. So that's why for me it's witchcraft. The Bible doesn't say it specifically on New Age or no, but it, it says witchcraft. Why? Because you are looking for power from another sources that is not God, divination, fortune telling, all of these things. You are seeking knowledge, you are seeking guidance from other sources. So mm -hmm. all of that stuff for me, sorcery, is, is manipulation, mm -hmm. is coming against the designs of God. Mm -hmm. And we have been, and I said to people like, hey, I feel like the gifts are the, and the calling are irrevocable. From a really young age, I have my gifts, I have the calling. And the enemy was trying to twist that for his kingdom. He wanted me for his kingdom. We see that in the Bible with Balaam and Balak, when he was a prophet, but he turned to be a witch. So it tells me that even people that are coming out of the occultism, the Lord has given you a gift that the enemy is trying to copy, that the enemy is trying to take for his kingdom. So that's why even if you come to the side, you're not going to lose your power. You're not going to lose anything. The difference is that you're submitting to the right source. You are submitting that gift. You are submitting what the Lord has given you to the right source. So it's no longer you. It's now the Holy Spirit guiding you. But the Lord is going to use you. Like the, the Lord is now using me even bigger than what I thought that I could do in darkness. And even having even bigger dreams and even like helping people. So everything that I see is like, wow, it wasn't taken. Now it's different because now it's coming from a clean source. It's coming from the right source, but now submitted and I'm, and I'm under authority with my husband, with my leaders, with the Holy Spirit. So now it's completely different. So that's why I tell people like, with, you don't have to fear to live that life. Just I, I tell people, why don't you just come and give it a try? Mm -hmm. Because when I give it a try, I'm falling in love and I never went back yeah. again. So yeah that's the right way oh it's so good and you know people because my old friends say like you know well we're we're just doing the same thing it's just your truth you know they love to say your truth because they believe that they're following god as well but the thing is god is never antithetical to his own word so anything that you think you're doing under the guise of new age witchcraft whatever and you say oh i do it alongside i i cooperate alongside god i co-create with god or whatever that's not god because god is the same yesterday today forever he's not contradicting himself his holy bible is his holy bible and i think that's so interesting that you mentioned at the beginning of this ep of this episode um that you said that some witches even use the bible can you talk about that a little bit what does that look like is it just like cherry picking the verses that they do like and then throwing out everything about sin so even let me tell you something this, this is gonna maybe blow people's mind even for courses also we have like we had some bible verses that we will pick to course people wow. um so we especially in this part of the world in latin america 
Catholicism is involved with a lot of witchcraft. That's why a lot of Catholicism right now are like trying to expose me because I'm speaking into these things. But it's true, I've been there. Let me tell you that. So I know these things are true. Where, you know, my grand grandmother used to do witchcraft with saints and do certain things with some saints and pick the Bible for protection, but also for courses and for things. So uh, it's part of the Santeria, what we're in, in this in this region. And and that's and that's and that's real. I saw it with my own eyes, uh, doing witchcraft uh, with the Bible, and uh, and this is why I was telling you before the enemy copies absolutely everything. Wow. The enemy will even try to get the word of God to distortion the word of God and even using for it, it, its own benefit. So something that surprised me also is that they understand that there is some sort of power in the word of God. There is something about this Bible that we have in here that even witches will will will, will graph hmm. graph for their for their courses and even for for protection, as I was mentioning when my dad died, that we used to meditate on Psalm twenty three and ninety one for protection because we knew that th those things were powerful. Um, so yeah, that that blows me away. Okay, I'm gonna ask something that might trigger people. Um, but it came up, so I'm just going to ask. All right, let's put it out there. So, okay, so my grandmom and my grandpa were both Catholic. And I told you already about the experience with my uncle committing suicide, all these things. I know my grandmom prayed with her rosary every day. Is it possible and that, that Catholics are opening doors when they partake in praying with their rosary, praying to the saints, that they don't realize that they're opening that lets spirits into their lives and into the bloodline? Let me tell you something, and I know I'm going to probably <laughs> agitate a lot of people, but let me tell you something. When I became Christian, me and my mom, specifically my mom, she just couldn't understand why Catholicism was so like a lot of them, I'm not saying all, all of them, I know, I don't want to put in everyone into the same box, right. because I know that's not everyone. But we started to look into the, into the history and learning demonology and how these things work. And you know, something really curious that I'm realizing is that demons throughout years and centuries and thousands of years and years, they come off, like they change their name, but their position is going to be always the same. Witchcraft control and manipulation. You have the Jezebel spirit control and manipulation. Let me tell you this Black Lives Matter, which is control and manipulation. So if you see through centuries and years and years, it's the same, but they change their name. That's why for me, New Age is the same. That's nothing new. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, but it's changing their name through years and years to accommodate to the society and to the new thing and to the new and to the youngest generation. Now, something interesting that I found with Catholicism is that every saint that people are worshiping and praying into behind there is a demon that's hiding. You can even research this. You can even go through history and not making things up. Even the Bible say they have eyes and they don't see. They they have ears and they don't and they don't they don't hear. And people are worshiping them. He's talking about these gods that people are building their statue and people are going bowing down and worshiping them. Those are demons. So when you I want you guys to look into this do the research but i mm -hmm. found that through every saint 
the building of this, this type of thing, this saint, there is a demon behind that that is taking over and is coming. So when people are worshiping them, when people are praying into that, they are worshiping those demons. They are coming against that. So you are already opening a portal. You are already, and you know what idolatry brings? Idolatry and witchcraft brings death, mental health issues, poverty, infirmities, division, arguments. So there's a lot of things that idolatry and witchcraft, because witchcraft is, is idolatry. You are idolizing the nature, the earth, the gods, the goddesses, the sun, the moon. So, so that's for me, that's why I'm so radical with Catholicism because my great grandmother was Catholic, but she was doing witchcraft. So now through doing re research and coming out of that, now we are realizing like, wait a minute. <laughs> This is dangerous. This is dangerous. That's why the Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge, because the enemy has been trying to take over and now put all of these things and all of these things. And when you are looking behind each one of them, now is realizing there is a demon behind each one of those things. So sorry for that, but I had to say. No, I mean, I honestly, I, I tiptoe, I walk on eggshells a lot with Catholicism because I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. And I know it's like you said, you can't put every Catholic in a box, but like there's the but, right? Um, and so mom, when you're watching this, my mom asked me, you know, when she was little, she used to see, um, she used to see the shadow man, you know, and this is like when she was like a really young child, she used to see a shadow man with a hat every single night in her bedroom that would, would try and attack her. And it was just like perpetual. And she asked me recently, what did I do? Like as a child, like what did I do? to open a door for that. And I said, I don't know. But now I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, mom, it was because grandmom and grandpa were Catholic. <laughs> the doorway was the Catholicism. I'm going to get kicked off of YouTube. Okay. So we'll kind of start to wrap up here at this point. I wanted to ask you a couple more questions. Um, as Christians, you know, uh, can you speak a little bit to how we can still open doors as Christians? Um, and how we open doors as Christians and why this knowledge is not to instill fear or paranoia, but rather to empower with knowledge and discernment. So how do we open portals? Right. Like as Christians, how are we able okay. to okay. still be, you know, still open doors to darkness and to spiritual oppression and things like that? So the thing is like, it's so easy for us to just do that. That's why the Lord says, the Bible says, pray at all times, mm. worship, communion with the Holy Spirit. Because as soon as you disconnect to the source, you are already might fall into deception. You might fall into lie. You might fall into those things and opening portals. I feel like that's why God was so putting so much emphasis into, I put emphasis on that, like intimacy with the Holy Spirit and worshiping and living a holy life and be careful with the things that you see, be careful with the things that you watch, try and live a life of purity and consecration and deliverance and repent when the Holy Spirit show you, renounce, be humble, uh, don't envy, don't have jealousy, just try and portray the, the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, because I feel like that's the way also of not only being connected to God, but also a way of protection. Because as soon as you disconnect and you start watching things that you shouldn't watch or hearing things that you shouldn't watch, even through offense, let me tell you that offense, anger, unforgiveness, those are portals, main portals that the enemy uses to infiltrate. The enemy is always going to look for a little gap in your life. He's mm. always going to see he doesn't care if you know 
if you don't know that you are opening like the testimony of this woman that i'm trying to help the enemy didn't care if the mom wanted to continue or was going to do witchcraft the only thing that the enemy cared was about her reading giving her the legal right and closing the book the legal right was already there so the enemy doesn't care if you're just like doing it subconsciously or unconsciously that's why we have to be so careful with all of those things with the things that you watch with the things that that you read we're even going to places where the lord is not telling you to to go even at the time of you going to certain places you need to ask the holy spirit holy spirit shall i go to this place shall i take this invitation shall i do this interview shall i travel shall i go always as the holy spirit because that is another way of also closing portals and the same way the people of israel before they used to war they they used to ask the holy spirit they used to ask god shall we go to this war Every time that they didn't obey God, they used to lose. There was like all of this mess. They would open portals. They would take the children in captivity, steal their money, people dying. So that's why it's so important that even for the spiritual warfare, for all of these things that we are doing here on earth, that we are engaging with the Holy Spirit as much as possible, that we are having a communion with him, that intimacy with him, and that we are not open, opening portals because even through movies, even through the things that you're going through TikTok and you're watching those things that you're using your finger, you're opening in there already a portal to the enemy so deliverance is daily self-deliverance intimacy with the holy spirit all of those things will keep you from opening those portals mm. and harry potter is a portal correct yeah i know i know it even goes without saying but someone in the chat last night when we tried to do the stream asked yeah, if she it. could talk about harry I potter everything related with occultism spirits witchcraft i used to love harry potter i had all of the books all of the movies everything that you can imagine everything related with death blood murder um everything that you that you see that is like dark and it's talking about death is is, is an open portal so mm. so someone in the chat is saying so i can't watch any tv shows no, and this is my point. What, what I say to people, people might say like, "Oh, but this is no, this is legalism. This is too much religious, too much rules." This is the way I want to live my life as a Christian. My level of consecration might be bigger than your level of consecration. The Bible says that all things are are permit, but not. I don't know how you say that in um, yeah, English. Permissible. Yes, not all, all 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 things are permissible, but not. Every, can you can you say that for all me? All things in are English, permissible, please? but not all things are beneficial. I love that verse. Exactly. So that's the that's the question that you should be asking to yourself. That's what what, what I do for me. I know how I want to live my life. I know the spiritual realm. There are certain things that a lot of people might watch. I don't watch them because I know what are the ramifications of me opening the portal to the enemy. So I'm like, no. So that's why even at the time of, of shows. You have to be careful into 90 day fiance someone is asking. <laughs> so I know that at the time of like certain shows, don't open that portal, but just be guided by the Holy Spirit. But I know the level of consecration that I want to live. That's up to you, the level of consecration that you want to you want to well, walk in. What would you say to someone um that would say, Oh, you guys just live in so much fear. Like I actually walk in the freedom of Christ because I don't have to worry about those things. What's your response to that kind of backlash? Because I get that all the time. You know, you know that you are walking in Christ and in freedom when you don't need to feed yourself with those things. I don't need that. I live in the spirit. I don't get fed by news, by media, by shows. 
nothing of that because I live in the spirit. That's how I know I walk in freedom. I don't need that. If you are using that phrase to justify what you are doing, you are you are basically living in, in disobedience and in fear because you don't want to submit to God and live in freedom. Walking in freedom is actually be walking in the spirit that you know that you don't need any of this to feed your life because you know who is your source and who is feeding you. So if you are using that phrase to justify your behavior, you are already walking in, in fear. You are already walking because you are too scared of submitting 100% and living in holiness because you don't want to live your own life. So you are already in disobedience, my friend, Re repent. Girl, that is so good. I think that is the most perfect note to end on here. Um, praise God that we were able to let this, that, that this live stream actually took place today. Thank, thank, thank the Lord. See, that is just, uh, oh, it's just such a powerful testament to how there is no prayer that is too minuscule for the Lord to answer. Because like something, you know, it seems so silly earlier. I'm going around and I'm praying against like any, any deep demonic attacks on my equipment, but it just goes to show like being a Christian is wild. Right? It really is, you know? Um, it's not boring. Yeah, it's not boring. It's mm -hmm. certainly not boring. And if you think it's boring, you need to get out of your crusty dry church, right? <laughs> well, Julie, thank you so much for coming on to Heaven and Healing and having this conversation with me. Uh, where can people find you? So I'm actually wearing my t-shirt, Rick Latam, this is the ministry that I run um, here in Latin America, but we have people all around the world from 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 Philippines, from Japan, from Australia that are part of the ministry. So you can find me on YouTube as Julie Lopez. We also have Rick Latam, social media, Instagram, Telegram, all of that. So you can find us. We are everywhere and we are literally training people, equipping people into deliverance, spiritual warfare, the prophetic. We are uh, training some some leaders also. And we are having our conference actually now on the 22nd and 23rd of November, our first conference here in Colombia. We have people traveling from the UK, from the USA, from the Caribbean wow. island. So it's going to be amazing. So, well, that's yeah. amazing. All right. Well, um, Y'all stick around in the chat if you want to do like a Q&A with me. Julie, before we get off, would you just do us the honor of leading the audience in a prayer? Yes, sure. Father, thank you. Father, thank you for allowing Father this live stream to happen. And thank you, Lord, because I know that Father, that even through this live stream father you are setting a lot of people free father thank you for using our voices thank you father for using our lives lord to bring your kingdom and to bring the real kingdom of jesus christ father to people's life so father i just pray right now for your protection upon everyone, Father, that is watching right now. I pray, Father, right now for deliverance, for healing, that every chain, Father, that's been binding them, that every spirit of confusion that is even oppressing them right now, Father, we bind those spirits and we command them, Father, to lose them right now in Jesus' name. And Father, thank you, because I just prophesy right now that, Father, the same way that Jeremiah prophesied over the dry bones, I just prophesy over those dry, dry bones, over those people that have felt that they have been dead, they're spiritually dead or dry or sleeping. I just speak and prophesy over those dry bones, Father, to come back to life and be part of the army of Jesus Christ. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we just command every dry bone, every person, Father, that's been sleeping, Father, that, 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 that this been, uh, 
that that spirit of slumber have been trying to take over then we just command the father to awake for their for their slumber right now in the name of jesus and holy spirit thank you for raising your army father i just bless each one of them and father we just declare father that with this blessing father those courses start to break holy spirit thank you for taking control and lord we give you all the glory glory we give you we we give you all the honor and all the praise in jesus name Amen. Amen. All right, Julie. Well, thank you so much. We'll have to do this again soon. This was awesome. <laughs> sure. God bless you. God and bless. Jenna, we'll talk so soon. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I pray that you are blessed by it. Please do consider financially partnering with the ministry. Different ways to support the show are listed in the episode description. So be sure to check that out if you were fed today. Don't just dine and dash (laughs) and be sure to share this episode with a friend or family member that you feel could use it. Post it to your Instagram story and tag me so that I can personally thank you for supporting heaven and healing. If you are interested in hearing or watching the Q&A live chat that happens at the end of every live stream, you'll have to subscribe to heaven and healing podcast on YouTube to watch the rest of the stream where we do that live Q&A at the end. Thank you all so much again and God bless.